Seven Dragon Radio. I'm your host, Emma Ruschak. I'm here with special author, Mary Cerise. And I probably butchered that last name for you. <laughs> no worries. Mary Kay Savarese. See, I butchered names. This is what I do on this show. It doesn't matter how simple it is. But you are back on the show today. So how have you been? I have been wonderful. Last we spoke, it was several months ago. So it's been a delightful summer. And um, I worked toward um, finishing up my latest novel. And it was released in September. So I am thrilled to be with your audience today to share all of that. And just to remind the audience, which novel did you just release? Right, as you could see right behind me, if you've got fantasy, got adventure, got romance, and you wanted this, my latest work is called The Girl in the Twelve Wallpaper. And it is the first of a trilogy. And this is one that I think I was the most excited about because it's very interesting concept that you had intertwined this wallpaper that was very popular back some time ago mm-hmm. and made it into a whole action adventure fantasy. And it was something that was really captivating when you were writing it. Yes intertwining with romance and you know what it is it is around today and it's still flourishing and the reason for that is twelve tell a story and they tell the most incredible stories and they are so vibrant in their color it's it's a piece of art Mm -hmm. and I had this in my home and I would walk by it and I would say to myself there's romance there's betrayal there is something in there to write about and I wrote a novel around the girl in the twelve wallpaper now on your cover you don't have one twelve wallpaper you have several yes for a reason of course because our antagonist chooses to place our dear heroine into a variety that she's able to move from one through the other in this fantasy world. Uh, My story very much opens up in the present day and my um, protagonist is taken back in time and helps. Um, She also helps the heroine to get help her out of her situation. So it was just so much fun. Um, to work within this fantasy and romances that take place. I'm dealing with, um, you know, a young coming of age. I'm dealing with a 20-something. I'm dealing with a 30-something first-time romance. And unfortunately, um, a divorce that takes place through the story. Well, I mean, I think you hit every major age (laughs) group in that. And as you said, it's a trilogy. So it's going to have all those age groups that are captivated with it because it's not just made for one age group. It's made for so many different people. And it's made for the romance readers. It's made for the fantasy readers. It's made for the action readers. Thank you. You hit the nail right on the head. Thank you so much, Melissa. I couldn't have said it better. 
I do. And I am so humbled. I had such an incredible review from um, Diane Donovan of Midrest uh, Review, as well as the U.S. Review of Books. But Diane had said, high school age, older, if you love fantasy, science fiction, intertwined with romance and some magic, you will be captivated by this story. And U.S. Review of Books, again, I was truly humbled where they said, this is a plot unlike any other you have read and compared it to Doctor Who and A Wrinkle in Time. So it's very humbling for an author to um, be privileged in that regard. It is, and we get some of these wonderful reviews. Uh, Trey and Plaris just started, they're doing reviews for other authors, not house authors. We can't <laughs> review our own authors, of course, but we just started doing this and to see different takes and to get those reviews and to give those reviews. It's humbling because you go outside of your own mindset, what a yes. book might be based on a cover. Oh, and at the same time, um, it's very nerve wracking because, uh, you know, you hope you went through the editing process and that you are offering something of interest. And sometimes you're not quite sure how a review may come back. So to um, receive something very positive is just mm -hmm. so rewarding. Yeah, you don't always get a five star review. But, you know, whatever review you get is yeah. humbling. And when you get back-to-back five-star reviews from major corporations, I mean, these book reviewers are not little entities. These are known people. That is saying, I have something here. You need to read it. I love it. <laughs> Makes me want to smile. <laughs> Oh, see, I, I'm very good at promoting my books because I know yeah. my books. I know what, you know, I haven't read yours yet. You know, it's on a list of probably a mile long that says to be read. Yes. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, you get these books and you have to touch base on the action. You have to touch base on the fantasy. You have to fall in love with the characters. Yes. And this is something. Yes. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. You. Did you do yes. very well. You have to love your characters. And as an author, you become these characters. You start with them. You develop them. You nurture them. These are your babies for an author. Mm -hmm. And we bring them through like this whole life's journey from beginning to end. And Melissa, at the end, it's so hard to say goodbye. <laughs> I get I very depressed. I know. I did this. I wrote a four book anthology yeah. i'm on the fourth book i actually haven't wrote it's ready to be released and i'm like no it's not done yet so what do i do i make three more trilogies <laughs> absolutely yeah this the characters are not ready to say goodbye yet and you know what? I think that's wonderful because what happens is once your reader falls in love with them, they want more. Mm -hmm. So what you're offering them is amazing and terrific. 
And I continue, as I said, um, The Girl in the Toile Wallpaper is the first of the trilogy. And the second, what I have chosen to do, there's a major theme that runs through The Girl in the Toile Wallpaper. And it has to do with it is written in the stars. So I take mm-hmm. that theme to um, the next level, which it, it will be a supernatural thriller. And um, it will be the Star Writers. And then the third book in the trilogy, I bring you back and it'll be titled Return the Girl in the Twat Wallpaper. So some of the characters will be coming back. Some will be new. But um, again, so hard to let them go. <laughs> it is. We we as authors, we fall in love with them. We don't care if they're the evil villain or the heroine. We fall in love with the characters and the sometimes the characters just say I'm not ready to leave yet so you're going to have to write another book and I bet when you get into the supernatural thriller you're going to see a lot of this oh absolutely it'll be a whole cast of new characters but it will still be that major theme that began in the first Mm -hmm. um the girl in the twilight wallpaper and it, it it will explain certain things that do take place in the first trilogy well, of course what's the point of a, of a exactly if you don't explain something that you missed in the first right right <laughs> but we can when can we maybe expect this next book in this um, series they will be released one year apart so september the girl in the twelve wallpaper was traditionally published by Indigner House, and the second, it will be one year later. So I am just about to begin editing on the second book. And as you know, that's a very, very long process that takes place Mm -hmm. for a reason. So here's a little tidbit for our listeners. An author goes through several edits. The first, we write the book. We get it as best as we can get it to you know, our standards. Then we get it to the editor. And then the editor will take that and pick it apart. And then we pretty much rewrite the book again. You are correct. It is truly amazing. By the time a reader is holding that book in their hands or on their Kindle and reading it, that book has transformed significantly from the manuscript that was handed to the publishing house. It doesn't mean it was bad. It was excellent to begin with. But from my own experience, what I've learned is these editors know their work. They take it to the next level. It is truly my dialogue, my storyline, but they're able to tweak it here and manipulate there and move this here. And it just becomes incredible. Right. We add, what are they seeing, smelling, touching, feeling? What are they thinking? You know, you have to get into this. So we do go through six or seven rounds of edits. And it will take a 180-page manuscript and turn it into a 500-page book. Yes. And I mean, truly. And when you're dealing with the publisher, they, they approach you within words, right? How many words? 70,000, 90,000 um, readers were used to, are used to pages. So I would love to say, yes, I, I'm dealing with, um, like my book is about 300 pages, mm-hmm. but for a publishing house and an editor, we're looking at 75,000 words. 
mm-hmm. where I can say that to a reader and they'll be what? So what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. How many pages? I, is yeah. That? As an author, as a publisher, I go yeah. through, okay, how many pages is it versus how many words is it? Cause you can give me a 30 pa- or 30,000 page, you know, thing. Novella, right. Novella. And then have it spread out over 200 pages and go, okay, are you double spacing? Are you like put an word art in there? Yeah. What are you doing? Because it may not make sense to have it as a novel at that word count versus a novella. You know, it varies. Exactly. And then you get to, well, this is just a rough estimate. You know, the rough draft, the rough manuscript. Oh, okay. So you have to go through editing. So we're going to take that Mm-hmm. 20 to 30,000 word count and go to editing. Now you're up to 80,000. Exactly. And they do. They want you to write more. And at the same time, they are cutting. I mean, my manuscripts, they cut my first manuscript, they cut 20,000 words from mm-hmm. that. And I had to go back in and recreate and add to, um, to where they thought the, the direction of the story should be leading us to. But in the end, it's all wonderful. Yeah, it is a wonderful process. We go through it. We go through, okay, is this a glass of wine day or a <laughs> cup of coffee day? Because do I need my emotions sharp or do I want to right. weep into my wine because oh. it is cut like 20,000 words from my manuscript? It's so funny that you say that I would finish up with the editor and I would think, oh, I need a glass of wine now. (laughs) After she put down page after page after page. Mm -hmm. It is. But then we come out with this terrific book that readers are going to fall in love with and then fall in love again next year when the next one comes out. Yes, we hope. Yes. And that is our goal. And that's what, as an author, we strive for. We just want to have that reader and just grab them and hold on to them. We do. But you also have your first book that we had on the show so many months ago. Yes. And that one was The Tiger Love Bubble Bath and Obsession Obsession Perfume. Who knew? I am known, Melissa, as an author who loves to write with quirky titles. Mm -hmm. I begin with a quirky title. There's something that influences me. Mm -hmm. So with The Girl in the Toile Wallpaper, as I said, it was within my home. And I was inspired by what they were doing. Those are people in there. They're dancing. They're singing. They're living their life. But with Tiger's Love Bubble Bath, I had visited a wildlife reserve in St. Augustine, Florida, and this was truly a nursing home for old big cats. And the last part of the tour, I watched this 600-pound Siberian tiger walk across the plank, look as though he's taking off a robe. He slips into this vat of bubbles, and they spray obsession perfume on his tongue, and Melissa, my mouth was opened. I could not believe this jungle creature was acting so human. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's the title of my next book. And I wrote a mystery romance with a spiritual twist around it. (laughs) Well, I just was watching, I think yesterday, they have a wildlife preserve and the 
zookeeper, for better terminology, goes around and gives foot massages to tigers. I believe it. I believe it. And people just, when you say, you know, oh, that's just a title you made up in your head. And I, the audience loves it. This is actually true. Tigers are the only big cats. They could, stay, well, they sleep 23 hours a day. But if they weren't sleeping, they could sit in those bubbles all day. They're the only big cats that like water. So it's, it's truly amazing to see this incredible creature just surrounded by bubbles. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, I was going through it. I was like, they're giving foot massages to uh, tigers. I was like, I know an author that knows tigers <laughs> that like bubble baths. She needs right. to do something with this. And the reason I brought this up is because I see that it's won several awards. Yes. Thank you very much um, for bringing that up. It has won eight awards. And um, it's one for um, new author. It's one for mystery. It's one for um, several other categories. And it, it's just very humbling to be able to um, enjoy. When that comes in, boy, you're jumping up and down. It's terrific. <laughs> I know. It doesn't matter if it's this first time award or your no. first award, whatever you're doing, you get this and you're jumping up and down just oh, to be approved yes. for it be, to be nominated. Okay. Then you, when you actually win it, yes. that's a completely different story. You know, just to be in a category with so many other amazing authors mm -hmm. and writers and to even um, come in, in, you don't have to come in first place, but to just come into the top um, echelon of the awards it's truly amazing because they really go through it, you know, um, with the fine tooth comb. And as we know, with awards, it's not subjective. It all has to do with um, a numbering system. Mm -hmm. And you have to meet this criteria. Your writing has to meet this criteria. So when that comes back and they've awarded your um, book, your novel, it, it's truly humbling and amazing. It is. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing when you get those awards. You can't put all awards on your covers. I've no. tried it. It doesn't work. No. Um, I tried it too. It gets silly after a while. My publisher said, Mary, that's it. Just do one. That's it. Yeah. When I first started with the new ring, this is 2016. I tried to put the first three awards on there and just mm -hmm. didn't work with the cover so i'm like okay so you put one and then you list the rest of them on your website exactly that's yep that's what i have been told just you know you can move your awards around put it on this book put it on that book but mm -hmm. um yeah put it on your uh, on your website after a while it does become a little redundant i mean we're thrilled yes. <laughs> a new award but a reader will say, oh my gosh, what is this? The page is covered. What is it? Yeah. You, what you do is a little box under it. And then you mm -hmm. put all your awards on one post. Yeah. And here's all the awards this book was either nominated for or won. Right. You have and yeah. yeah. And That's it. Keep going. That's yeah. it. And the, the season starts over again. Mm -hmm. So the girl in the 12 wallpaper I'm, I've already submitted and there are several more that I will be looking to submit. But, you know, 
a new season is um, right here. So right, right. And keep people, fingers crossed. Yeah, <laughs> award season for authors starts now for next yes. year. Yes. Yeah. That that's what people don't understand. Well, you just won this award. Why are you doing this? No, the application season for next year starts yes. now. But you can yes. only do it for the books that were published between this state and this state. Right. And sometimes like with Tigers, I was able in the beginning um, to receive two awards. One was for mystery and one was for debuting author. But they will allow you within a time span of two years. And as authors, we can pursue other genres. So maybe I did have it in one category and I wasn't able to win something there, but we tend to have a two-year window and we can try several different genres, mm -hmm. place them into like, I, I had mystery, you do, debuting author, cover. There's so many categories that an author can appreciate. Exactly. And that, that's the thing. There's so many different things. And when you have a book that crosses genres anyways, you can't just apply for one genre you know you have to wait maybe a year and apply for a different genre because it crosses over most yeah. books are not just science fiction they're science fiction action adventure and mystery you know they cross over we don't have one award that crosses over three sections mm -hmm. exactly exactly and they're always coming up with new categories. It's amazing to me that um, I will submit like one year under one category, and then I'm looking to resubmit. And what I will hear is, oh, we just added a whole new category. Mm -hmm. So that's quite fascinating and interesting for it authors. Is, we have categories, subcategories, and yes. then subcategories <laughs> for the subcategories. Right. So it gets a little confusing sometimes, but in the world of authoring this is what we do and we're passionate about it because you yeah. the readers are passionate about the books yeah so true just to sit down and to just um be inspired by an idea and to just bring it to fruition i mean to me that's so positive in my life and um, it gives me joy and meaning to continue with that. And it's fun. It's actually so much fun to create. Mm -hmm. I mean, sitting here as an author, I mean, I had like two weeks of, okay, I don't have anything to do. <laughs> what did you do? For <laughs> yeah, so I started working on <laughs> books. So I have two books going simultaneously right now. Mm -hmm. They're going to be released the first part of next year. But I had two weeks of, I have nothing to do. I don't want to create another spreadsheet. I don't want to work over business plans. And I have nothing on my schedule. Now, people who know me know if I have nothing on my schedule, I'm going to create something. <laughs> because what, what happens it turns into a book that someone's going to love. Sure. Your creative juices will start flowing and you'll come up with more ideas. And somehow that's how those new ideas are born and originate. It is. And it's yeah. just one thing after another. And this is what we do as authors. We don't create it for ourselves. We just let our mind wander and our readers love it.
I agree. <laughs> so where can our listeners and our viewers find you and more about the Star Writers Trilogy? Yeah. Thank you. Um, yes, you can just visit me on my author website, www.maryksavarese.com. Um, my books, um, The Girl in the Twelve Wallpaper is available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. You may have to put in twelve a couple of times, I have been told, because it comes up as toilet. So <laughs> But um, I could connect you to those various sites through my author website. And I've been very busy with book groups. So if you um, have a book group and you'd love to read any of my novels, I would be thrilled to join you. It would be such a fun evening. And um, also in the works, I am partnering up with Adopt-A-Cats Foundation. So they have moved, finally have gotten their license. And... Um, by next month, we should be able to team up where they're going to be naming kittens and cats after characters in my book. We're going to be giving away free books and trying to get the um, local media, TV, radio, and print involved. It would be fantastic if that takes place. Now, okay, I love cats and I love <laughs> adopting fur babies. Yes. This is like one of my little passions. Um, and I'm not allowed to adopt any more pets right now. So, but... Where can our listeners and viewers find more about that program? Adopt-A-Cat Foundation. Just go right online. Okay. So we will put that in there. Yep. Because and I love my fur babies. <laughs> they are. This organization is located in Florida. So this is within the um, West Palm Beach, Jupiter, Juno area of Florida. But again, if if you if somebody loves something like this, there are so many wonderful organizations that do help these felines. Mm -hmm. um, this is, I mean, I'm like you. I do love the cats, and this just fell into my lap, and I'm absolutely thrilled to be a part of it. Well, we have my daughter's service cat, so I mean, yeah. cats do play a part in my life, and then I have my dog. So I mean, my fur babies are here. And they're all rescues. I think you're okay. You're now we're back. Yes. But yeah, our my personal fur babies are all rescues. Why? Because they need just as much love as a cute little puppy that's in a um, pet store. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they, they're just such beautiful creatures. <laughs> Big cats and little cats. I know. I, I am told I'm not allowed to adopt any more fur babies right now. So, <laughs> but you know, I have a lot of going on too. So we can't just adopt animals because then I would get nothing done. <laughs> but for all you out there that want to adopt a cat, here's a wonderful wonderful organization for you but we are almost out of time so thank you so much for being on the show again it was such a pleasure and if there's anything i would love to say to the audience is if you have a passion for something doesn't necessarily have to be writing but anything just stick with it um, as an author i my goal was to be traditionally published and it took me over 10 years to have my first novel traditionally published. But if it's a goal 
of yours. It's in your heart. It's your passion. I can promise you it'll happen. It mm-hmm. won't be overnight, but it'll happen. Of course, because authors who are traditional, yeah, traditionally published, I will tell you as a publisher, for every one yes, I've said 10 no's. Yes. So yes. that's me as a publisher and their standards. For me as an author, I wanted to be traditionally published. I went through 25 no's before I was picked up by my first oh. publishing house. So it that's just reality, but stay with it. Don't be discouraged. Take those no's and go, okay, this wasn't a good foot for me. Let's find one that is. Right. And you know, I also find even though you are traditionally published, um, they don't necessarily want what you're ready to offer next. So once again, I am with a new publishing house, but I had approached several others. So um, it's just because you do become published, it may not be what they are in the market for at the time, but stick with it. Mm-hmm. Things do change. And I always find if you're chasing what's currently out there, you're going to miss the boat. Just stick with your own ideas mm-hmm. and dreams and just follow those. Yeah, don't don't no. write for someone else. Write because it's your passion, your right. vision, your dream. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the oh. show today. Thank you so much. Had such a wonderful time. And for all of our readers and our listeners, happy reading. <laughs>